Hello, everyone, and welcome to A Light On, our video series that brings to light the latest and greatest human capital and business topics. Today, we are joined by Jake Solomon, Cloud Services Solutions Leader at A Light, and Ralph Baker, one of our client executives. Our panelists today are going to discuss the importance of transforming your operating model along with cloud technology and the optimal mix of in-house and external support to keep things running smoothly. Jake and Ralph, thank you so much for joining today. Thanks for having us. Of course. So before we do get started, I have a reminder for our viewers. I'd like to remind you that if you have a question for Jake or Ralph throughout today's episode, please put it in the queue box on the right-hand side of your console, and we'll make sure to follow up with you at the conclusion of today's episode. Now, Jake, let's kick things off with you, and let's start with sure. some foundational items. So why is it important to think beyond transforming your technology and have a plan to also transform your operating model? <laughs> Starting off with a good one. So it really is a good question, though. I would say from our experience, it's really easy to see how when a customer is going through the process, it can be common to fall into what I would call tunnel vision as far as the application itself, right? You're going through the process, you're seeing the demos, you're talking to the vendor, you're filling out the, I'm sorry, reviewing the RFP responses that were filled out or sent back. And it's pretty easy to see how the technology itself might be able to solve many of your problems that are out there or even put it a little bit differently, how you could see the transformation coming through in the implementation of the application itself. Now, what I would say is while it's true that the, the cloud platforms are a tremendous driver for overall transformation, there really is a key component in the delivery model itself that parallels right alongside that implementation to really bring out a true transformation within an organization. And I would really just highlight probably a few points around that to help bring that to light. The first one I would say is, we think about an organization who's running in maybe a best of breed environment today. So in the last couple of years, they've implemented different systems to run their HR, a different one for payroll, maybe learning, compensation, talent, all could be on their own applications. That's great because each of those applications could do specifically what they need them to do, but also the team supporting them can run independently. So they can have their own cadence for releases or updates. They can have their own data models or structures. They can run security the way that they want to. And most often than not, when you move into the cloud applications, many of those applications move into one, right? It's the power of that true integrated system. So with that, a lot of benefits are coming with the technology itself, as you would see, but you need to start thinking differently about how that's going to be supported and what the model is going to be to really make sure you can bring all of that to life. So those teams that now used to be a little more autonomous in how they ran their operations need to think holistically, both maybe from a geography standpoint, but also in working with the other teams to make sure that as we're building out the future state, we're designing processes, we're building integrations, the reporting, all that's being considered in one cohesive team. So looking at that again in tandem across the operations as well as the technology stack itself, huge differentiator. And secondly, I would say another one is really from the end user perspective. So in many cases, back in those best of breed situations, there probably was a lower adoption of self-service, or maybe there were some manual processes on the side that were always done, or a really a different support model for your employees and your managers to interact with HR and to interact with the technology. Much again, moving to the cloud, one of the big benefits is taking advantage of that cleaner user experience, the simplicity, and the ability to move into the self-service world. So as you move more of that transactional work, as you move more of the responsibility into your operations, into your employees and your managers, thinking about where is that going to be supported from, right? How is that delivery model now going to enable not the entry of the transaction, but supporting the end user who's going through and doing that. So very often something like a service center, being able to make sure that they're equipped and trained and staffed to be able to take those calls and help 
the employee learn how to use a system to help them ensure that their question or their data entry went through the way they intended it to. It's a shift, it's a, it's a mindset, not anything necessarily bad or different, but where and how you need those delivery teams to really step up and drive can look quite a bit different in the cloud. So thinking about those hand in hand, technology as well as delivery model, absolutely crucial to a true transformation. And, and I would just add here, and I, I agree with everything that, that Jake said, um, but maybe just to put a little bit of a client lens on it, the word transformation becomes part of the vernacular from a minute a cloud technology project is contemplated by an organization, uh, a little bit of a buzzword. Uh, there's always a business case to be met, uh, an ROI to be achieved, and in the vast majority of cases, uh, it, it assumes some sort of reduction or redeployment of headcount. So mm -hmm. there's going to have to be some level of operating transformation, uh, and it isn't easy. It, it requires uh, a talent assessment, careful ta talent assessment, and, and the possibility of, of adding new talent, talent you know, different skill sets. And so in that sense, you know, operating transformation is really a necessity. But, but I, I do agree that the more important transformation that often gets overlooked at the beginning is that employee transformation, the, the drive for self-service adoption, mm -hmm. uh, behavior change. It, the, the change management approach is really critical um, to, to uh, ensuring that, that that change management happens um, and that the, the true value of the new technology is realized. Definitely. And so I guess, Jake, as a follow-up question, you know, mm -hmm. what type of support can a cloud partner offer an organization through this process? <laughs> I'll give you the, the true consultant answer here. It, it, it's a wide, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it is a legitimate answer. I would say thinking about really even what's different in partners today than maybe five, 10 years ago in more of a traditional BPO model, it, it's quite a bit. You know, I would categorize them across maybe four broad areas as far as where that support can be. First one would be advisory, right? Thinking about that from the lens of you're getting ready to make your migration. You're trying to select the platform. You're starting to think through what is my delivery model going to look like? How do I ensure my teams are ready? What's going to be my strategy for my data conversion, for harmonizing my job codes? All those different components, even into the change management and some of that ongoing as well. Once you're live, how do I start putting some of those best practices around and making sure I'm working at an optimal capacity? So advisory automatically comes to mind. Second one I would, I would highlight would be probably the main one you think of, deployment the actual implementation of the system, right? Bringing someone alongside your team, regardless of the platform you selected, to make sure that you're implementing it correctly, that you're aware of all of the features and functionality you can take advantage of, and also you have someone there guiding you, making sure that you're making the best decisions you can, not just based on what the system can do, but how that's best gonna fit into your team, into your business objectives, and into your overall transformation that we just spoke on. The third one that I would highlight is really around kind of that post live. Think of this more of the operational delivery. Partnerships today can look greatly different than they did much as I mentioned years ago, where it used to be almost an all or nothing type approach, where if you wanted to have someone come in, it was going to be their technology, their processes, and everything was in their end to end. And those can still exist, right? There's a lot of value for those in the market, but there's also many organizations out there who are looking at it a bit differently, right? They might have a particular competency internally around their compensation or their talent management, or they have a, a broader shared service center they wanna roll into. And they're looking for more point in time support, something like payroll administration or HCM data quality management. Having a partner who's able to come in and provide more of those transactional based services while giving you the option to scale up or down over the course of time based on where you are 
the maturity of your resources, maybe some particular mergers or acquisitions your group is going through, quite a bit of flexibility and options within there. And then the fourth bucket to round it out really would be more of the technology support itself. So again, given the cloud environment, much of the infrastructure, the architecture is all being taken care of by your vendor, but there's still quite a bit out there in the way of configuration. There are a tremendous amount of functionality being released on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis for new features, new functionality. Having a partner there as part of that team to be able to come in, again, advise on what might be best practice, but also then truly do some of that work in the system. And a little bit of the flexibility there too, as we've seen that change, it can be a partnership. Maybe you want to have your retained team focus on more of the strategic, what's next, how are we going to take advantage of what's coming out within the next release, and leave more of the day-to-day -day to your partner so that they can manage the BAU activities and allow your team to do what you want them to do, focus more on supporting the business. Could be the same thing in reverse, right? A lot of different flavors, a lot of different options out there. So while the spectrum is wide as far as what can be done by partners, also the level and the depth of which those can be have absolutely changed over the course of time. And I think it's hand in hand with the cloud that the ability to be flexible in your software is now the same ability to be flexible in your delivery model. So something that folks aren't aware of, absolutely encourage you to go out and explore that with, with myself or with any partners out there to get a better idea of what's available today. Definitely. And so let's stay on the topic of support. Ralph, in your opinion, is there an optimal mix of in-house versus external <laughs> support? All you, Ralph. Uh, it, it, that's a, a great question, a, a bit of a loaded question, uh, <laughs> but the, the honest answer is no. Um, you, you know, every company is unique uh, from the industry they operate in, their size, their scale, their level of maturity and cloud support, uh, their goals and objectives, you know, most notably, what is ultimately their desire in terms of the, the capabilities that they want to build in-house? As Jake mentioned, there's there's an incredible amount of flexibility in, in the partner mm -hmm. ecosystem for exactly this reason. You know, organizations are just going to be in, in in a variety of different places on that continuum. Um, so, you know, what that mix looks like uh, or could look like uh, is, is incredibly flexible. I would say, uh, and I am a little bit biased, but I, I would say that um, I do believe that there is a, a, a role for partners to play uh, and a value that they can add in, in almost every instance. The speed at which cloud environments are changing, uh, there's just a tremendous amount of risk to retaining all of that talent in-house. And unless an organization can build a lot of scale uh, and a lot of staff redundancy, there will always be trade-offs uh, in their cloud environment. And, and the other thing you know, to say is, if you just look at the last few months in the midst of this global pandemic, we have seen organizations uh, deploy their business continuity with varying degrees of success. And, you know, there's a lot of value that comes from having a third party with, with a, you know, really robust business continuity rigor, uh, like a light um, that can be there to support you during that process. And so, you know, whether it's big or small, um, there, there's always, I, I think, some value that a third party can, um, can deliver to, to a, a cloud technology infrastructure. Awesome. Thanks for that, Ralph. So before we actually go on to the next topic, we did receive a question from an audience member ahead of time on the topic of support. So why don't we go to that? And Jake, I think this one might be geared towards you, but obviously, Ralph, feel sure. free to hop in. The question reads, we've recently went live with the cloud platform and now realize that we need support. How should we go about choosing what's right for our organization's needs? So first off, I would say you're not alone. Right, not uncommon for most organizations when they go live to realize they didn't know what they didn't know, right? That as they're going through much as we said, there's a lot of focus on the implementation 
and you don't have the experience. You haven't operated in this environment before. So seeing some of those differences might be the first time. So again, not, not uncommon to see that question and hear that through. My recommendation for you would really be if you have the opportunity, fully understanding that you're in the throes of a challenging situation, which is stabilization, and now you have a different challenge, which is maybe some incorrect support model or issues going on, if you have the capacity to really take a step back and think about this from a, a longer term perspective, I would highly encourage it. If it's you can't get the payroll to do on Friday, different story, we can talk about that separately. But assuming you have a little bit of time to think this through, highly recommend really looking at a couple of things. First off, what are the core competencies within your organization, right? Meaning, where do you want to be able to focus your team and your resources? And do you have the right people to do that? And if that case is you really want to own the system end to end, then maybe you are looking for more short-term help to come in and help stabilize, provide some best practice guidance on structuring the team, but ultimately with the, the goal of maintaining that and growing the maturity of your group itself. However, if you're looking at this now in your new lens and saying, again, maybe payroll isn't where we want to be spending our time internally, or the application support is more than we'd want to take on in-house. If you can do that now, you have the ability to really select the right partner so that you're not making a short-term decision, bringing either, either in a team or a project that's going to be three months, and in six months, you're back in the same situation. You can look at that from a, a different perspective to really say, how am I going to set myself up for success and start that process now? rather than a short-term fit gap. Again, totally appreciate it, depending on what your complexity is, that, that might look and feel a little bit differently. Awesome, thank you for that. And so, you know, we've talked a little bit about why it's important to think beyond the technology aspects of your operating model, as well as the support levels. Um, but let's get into the details specifically about how we can choose the right partner and ultimately how this can help take your organization's cloud optimization journey to the next step. So Jake, in your opinion, what are some of the top benefits of engaging with a partner to assist in the cloud platform uh, support? You know, does there really make a difference whether you involve this partner earlier on in the process mm. or later on? Another good one. So yes, I think on both fronts. Um, I'll maybe start off and say on, on your latter part of the question, there certainly are advantages to coming in at any point in time. So I don't want to leave the impression that if you're already on your cloud journey, if you're implemented, if you're five years in, if you're one of the earlier adopters, there are absolutely advantages to be able to come in and take advantage of the experience and the innovation that we'll talk about here in a moment as far as what that looks like. Same thing up front. If you can be more planful, if you could do some of those early components, great. But the journey is long. And much as Ralph said before, transformation doesn't end. So to the extent you're live, going live, have been live, always value in being able to bring some folks in. And, and there's two main areas that I would really focus on that we feel we bring organizations value. And I believe many others in our same situation do the same. The first one is really experience. You will, you will never hear me say that we've seen it all, but we've seen quite a bit. So to the extent that your organization is, has some customizations to it, has individual processes, I guarantee that it does. But I can also assure you that we've seen something quite similar, right? And if we haven't, we can go talk to our customers in the same industry, in the same situation, who have hit the same issue or challenge you might be facing. So being able to have somebody to really kind of be a sounding board, be able to bring that best practice perspective, be able to bring some insights and some examples and help you work through that is tremendously valuable. I think in many times just having that conversation can take a customer and elevate them to the next level instead of having to really work with what you have internally, which isn't a bad thing, but you don't have that same perception, that same experience or, or history to look around the corner. The second one I would say is, is on the innovation side. And what I mean there is 
let's be honest, right? Most HR and financial budgets aren't limitless. There's going to be a capacity to what can be done within a year or within a budget. And much of the time, the business itself, kind of the core drivers are going to be taking most of that, the innovation that you're going to be driving within your core. Think of someone like a partner, right? If I just use ourselves as the example, what we do is this. HR, finance, benefits is what we're doing. So all of our investments are looked at. How can we scale that across our entire portfolio? So we think about things like automation, like intelligent chatbots, like um, backend process improvements. Those we're looking at doing across our entire book of business. So when we invest, when we take our, our roadmap and we build that out, we're able to bring to all of our clients the same value. Whether we're going to build that one time, we make sure that we can do that in a scalable fashion so that each of our organizations can benefit. Now, of course, they're going to need to be tailored. That's going to be back of those unique customizations for each group. But you think about the ability to maintain continuous innovation and bring some of those products, some of those processes, some of those tools to you faster than you most likely could do on your own and then sustain those over time, I think is tremendously valuable and sometimes overlooked. Perfect. So before we move on, uh, we did receive an audience question, um, very similar to this line of uh, thinking. And Ralph, I think this might be in your wheelhouse, but of course, as I said before, Jake, feel free to hop in. Uh, sure. The question reads, my company is interested in engaging a support partner, but wishes to retain autonomy with some processes. Are there still benefits to only outsourcing some of those functions? Great question. Uh, and, and that's a, a question we, we have heard before. <laughs> so thanks for the question. Uh, and the short answer is most certainly. Uh, one of the, the key benefits of the cloud environment is the ability to co-deliver within the same application. It's a lot different than the legacy hosted environment that was very much an all or nothing approach. Jake made reference to uh, the, the times of the past uh, and, and some, <laughs> of the, uh, some, of, uh, some of those nuances. But you know, if you think about um, 10, 15 years ago, you know, we, would, we would pick up an ERP system, we'd put it in our data center, we'd wrap a service delivery model around it, and there'd be this bifurcation between us and a client, you know, very clear lines of, of delivery. Paradigm is completely different in the cloud, mm -hmm. where we can um, we can very easily co-deliver together, uh, and and uh, ha ha both have a role in, in a particular functional area or in the technical you know support. Uh, and a lot of times, organizations like to keep sort of more high value you know functions or more differentiated functions like recruiting, uh, and perhaps might look for a partner for a service area that's a bit more task oriented or operational, like payroll administration. So, um, long story short, there's a lot of different ways uh, to to design it, um, but it's completely possible to have uh, autonomy in some areas and support in others. And the other thing I would say is, uh, you know, Jake also made reference to to really thinking about uh, the the model and the delivery model over over a longer period of time. And uh, we also work with organizations that have a view of what their capability is now, but have a desire to be more autonomous in the future. And um, that's possible too. So it can be designed um, to, to uh, have more support at the beginning and then kind of get you to, to uh, a more autonomous place uh, you know, later on. So really great question. And, and, and so thank you for the question. And uh, similarly to the last question, we'd love to help you think through that. Um, so please feel free to reach out. Awesome. So, and then Jake, now kicking things back to you from a client perspective, what have we seen happen when the support model for the organization's cloud platform was not defined before the go live? Mm. 
Unfortunately, this is something we've seen more than we'd like to. Um, and even a little bit to the question before, right? It, it happens. And I would say there's really probably three main things that come to mind for me when I think about some of those situations. The first one is that you're immediately in a scramble, right? No one, no one wants to be there. You just went through a, a six, nine, 12, maybe longer month deployment. The team's tired. You want to be able to celebrate, but instead you're, you're stuck kind of trying to fix the issue. And that can be many different things depending on, on what you might have defined. But then you're in a situation of either you do have, much as we talked about, the time to adjust, the time to planfully bring in a partner or do something different within your model, or you might be forced to, because of that issue, react quickly. And while that can be successful, it can also create additional risk. So I think the first thing is you're, you're put in a position you probably don't want to be as any true leader moving into that new space. The second one is that it, it can really erode your ROI very quickly. Most of the business cases in the move to the cloud are defined on the that transformation, right? And with that, I mean, some de technology being decommissioned, some teams being realigned to do new activities, new things going forward, some new teams coming in, a host of different activities within there. And what can happen is if that particular go live is not successful and the delivery model around it was not defined, some of those things don't happen. Legacy systems might not be able to be turned off as quickly as they were anticipated. Some of those resources who are gonna go on to do bigger, better, different things are still doing what they were doing before because the process wasn't there. Or it could be even worse where there's just a gap of something that's completely not addressed or not thought about, much like the customer care we talked about before, if there's now self-service and, and no one to support those. And all those things together can really start to eat away at that business case. So either ROI gets extended over a much longer period of time, or unfortunately other needs, needs to be different alternatives, different measures, different processes put into place to try to make sure that that business case is, is still met so the project can look at and be successful. Very true. Yeah, and, and gentlemen, I think it's pretty clear that having the right partner does truly play a huge role in how effective that cloud platform can be based on all those benefits that you have already discussed today. And so, you know, before we close out, I always think it's a great place to touch on the impact of what we've been talking mm -hmm. about. So it's really easy to sit here and, and share insights and feedback on, on what we've seen. But I think putting that real life lens, that client focus on it will really help our viewers totally crystallize this conversation. And so, you know, Ralph, uh, having you close things out, I'd, I'd love to hear from you, what is the value that your clients have realized as a result of this impact from external support? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had the, the privilege of working with many organizations at, at different stages of their cloud journey. So lots of examples come to mind. Um, perhaps the, the one that fits best with our, our discussion so far today uh, is with a longtime client of ours uh, that migrated to a cloud technology with our help back in 2016. Uh, and, and at their time, at that time, you know, the, the organization went through an HR transformation, uh, identified the capabilities that they wanted to develop uh, internally and, and, and which ones they wanted to outsource. And then, you know, we wrapped a service delivery support model around it. Uh, we helped stand it up and we helped them realize that initial value from the technology. Fast forward four years, it's, it's 2020, uh, hard to believe, it's 2020. Uh, and this organization is transforming again, uh, you know, focused on driving even more value out of that cloud investment. And candidly, they're now able to expand their internal capabilities even further. And so we've been on a journey with them uh, to further evolve our delivery model, scaling back in certain areas, building up their internal capabilities, continue to fill in gaps where necessary. 
And so at the end of the day, a successful external partner can really help an organization deliver not only on that initial transformation uh, and go live, but, but probably more importantly, you know, be there to grow with the organization, transform Absolutely. with them, and really help them get to that next level of value uh, from their cloud technology. Awesome. Well, Ralph, thank you for sharing that story. And, and Jake, also, thank you for all your insight you've shared today. Gentlemen, unfortunately, we are out of time. And I just want to thank you for sitting down with me. And I also want to remind our viewers before we head out um, that if you liked hearing what Jake and Ralph had to say, you want to learn more or you want to follow up with them about some of the stuff we've talked about today, their emails, their LinkedIn pages, as well as additional resources on the topic are available on the right-hand side of your console. And I highly encourage you to check it out. I also want to remind you that you should join us next month on the next episode of Alight On, where we're going to be discussing leveraging cloud technology for business continuity. Mm. Before we head out, we'll always be here to shed a light on the latest and greatest human capital and business topics. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next month. Thank you all. Thanks very much.